Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 155 of the WW Row Podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. on Facebook Live and on Instagram Live. That's right. We're starting something new. We're going live on Instagram so bear with us as we keep doing that. I'm trying to make it better and better each week, but we are live on Instagram at the moment. So definitely, if you want to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, you'll get the podcast live there. But as always, the podcast is available at www.podcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And while you're there on iTunes, please do not forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading the reviews. I love sharing them on social media and bragging about how awesome the WW Bro podcast listeners are. You are the best podcast listeners in the world. Listen, I've been talking about it all year. This new flavors of Built Bar are absolutely amazing. I just put another order in. I can't wait to get my order. Get yours right now. BuiltBar.com. Use code WWBROPODCAST. Save yourself at least 10% on every order. Definitely go check that out. There will be a bonus episode this week of the WWO podcast. When I have a guest, I will always do a bonus episode that week. And if there are no guests that month, there will be at least one bonus episode a month. You can go over to patreon.com slash Podcast, Subscribe, become a member, and you will have access to all the other backlogged episodes of the Bro Podcast. And I did mention I have a guest tonight, and I'm very excited uh, about my guest tonight. I've been following her page for a while. One of the most influential people. On Instagram, my friend Lauren. Lauren, how you doing, Lauren? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Better up, known man? as Lauren May on Instagram. Give her a follow if you're not following her already. I want to thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. I can't believe I'm on this podcast. What do you mean you can't believe you have a podcast? Um, Anthony, the reason why I have my Weight Watchers crazy page that I have is because of the WW Bro podcast. No, it's not. 110%. Are you kidding? It Seriously? Actually, should we tell the folks how this happened? Yes, tell the folks. I want to hear this. Okay. So when I started WW, I've been on WW forever, like OG, like 20 years. But after I had my son, I got back on it and I was on and off, like, you know, I kind of tracked, whatever. But when I wanted to get real serious about it, it was like the summer of 2000 or springish summer of 2019. So I like, you know, when you dive into something, you mm-hmm. want to like, find all the magazines and the books and the, you know, people to follow and stuff like that. So I went on and I'm like doing my walks. I started doing walks every day. I was trying to get like 10,000 steps in a day. So I'm like, you know what, why don't I find a podcast that's like a WW podcast? You know, there aren't a ton of them. I was surprised. There's more now, but yeah, that there was, when I first started this, that there wasn't really any. There was hardly any. I was like, WW bro. I mean, I'm not a bro, but I'll (laughs) listen to it. I don't care. (laughs) So so I downloaded it and I listened to it and I was like, this is great. And um, so I found you on Instagram and I probably had like 40 followers and you had like <laughs> three or 4,000. So I was like, wow, this guy's great. Yeah. So I followed you. And then in one of the episodes you were talking about um, the WW Beach Meetup. Yes. It was like right around the time of that. So you were like dropping people's names of like WW, like women on WW, like uh, Jane, the Mucho Mama and the Fit and Fabulous Mama, Kim. And so I started following them because it was like, well, there's more people to follow. This is fun. So I just started following them and they were great. And I like eventually like started interacting with them. Like they would post something and I'd just say like, oh, cool recipe, whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then, you know, they uh, somehow I think you might have shared. I think I went on there and said, like, hey, listen to this podcast. It was really great when I was talking to my audience of 40 people, which is I talk 
<laughs> then the same exact way that I talk to people now. Like I was talking to like my mom, my aunt, you know, like, <laughs> but I was on there. Like I but had, that's why you there. resonate with people is because right. you're the same person you were when you started it. You're not on there for, you know, a BS reason. You're there right. to, to be you. And that's what people right. gravitate towards. Yeah, but it was fun. And like, so you shared me and then I guess like maybe somehow through that and me talking to them, they followed me. And then eventually like WW somehow found me probably through them, like sharing me or whatever. Yeah. And so that, that led to the being in the commercial, which was crazy. And so all this kind of stuff, but it all stemmed from the WW grow podcast slash WW beach meetup. So I owe you a large debt of gratitude, my friend. We are like the, with the origin story of your success. We're kind of like, the, we're the Pete best of your, you're, uh, you're chapter one in my, uh, chapter WW one. biography. Okay. Like you're in there. Yeah. And you went on to have like a jillion followers from it, which is awesome. Um, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I never, you know, it's carrying it to some once about like, you know, you, you got into it like through the podcast, but I didn't know it was that like, yeah, like that was, I'm telling thing. you, I had like no followers. And then I was like, and that was, I remember I, and I also hadn't lost that much weight, like compared to like what I've lost now. I think I was only, uh, I think I was like 50 pounds heavier. No, 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 no. 40, 45 pounds heavier than I am now. Okay. And I remember going on there and I, I weighed, you hadn't hit 200 yet. You were in like the one eighties. I think you had, you were down about 183. And I remember telling you that I lost you. And I was like, Anthony, you lost me holding a chihuahua. <laughs> I have that actually right here is my next talking point. I swear to God, I was going to like, you made me laugh after the way and you posted a story saying I lost you and the dog and you were walking around with the dog. Yeah. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yes. I remember that. I, it's, it's so crazy how like that sticks in my head. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. You know, and just, I, you know, is I, you seem like familiar when I saw like your, I guess, cause that's how you are. Like you talk like, I'm like, where do I know? But you are from Long Island. So yeah, well, I mean, my whole family is from Long Island. Like, my mom grew up in Levittown. My mom, my dad was from Kings Park. Okay. My whole family, I mean, I have a picture of my great-grandparents standing in front of Kings Park Mental Hospital. They weren't residents. They worked there. <laughs> That's what they tell me, at least. And so, they, it was 1890 in that picture. My dad was really old had me. So, my great-grandparents were alive in 1890. And they, yeah, so my whole family has worked, worked at Kings Park Mental Hospital, like, at some form for like forever until it closed. And wow. so, yeah, my grandparents um, built a house and Le built a Levitt house in like 1947. So, yeah, that's crazy. And my mom went to Island Tree. She went to high school with Eddie Money. Eddie Money, yes. Okay, yeah, I, I know that area well because I, well, I perform a lot at Governor's, which is right in Levittown. Um, in the park in Tri-County. Right? In the parking lot of Tri-County, yeah. I mean, who has, if you're not, you've been, Long Island, you've been to Tri-County. It's, 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 it's a famous place. Um, it's epic. That's where you would get like shrink wrecked filas in 1994. Yeah, exactly. That probably fell off a truck somewhere. Um, that and I used <laughs> yeah. to, and you get, they used to have like a pretzel stand right when you walked in. I get, yeah. I get pretzels from there. And do you remember the old country buffet, the international? Uh, how, how could I forget it? The line out the door. I would always go on Sundays because that's when we would go to visit my grandma. Yes. The line around the corner. Oh my God. That place, we, I used to go with my ex and her grandmother used to want to go like at 11 o'clock, like 1130 because. Then we could save for lunch. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to, you have to pay for lunch. Like you just pay for the breakfast. <laughs> so like, as like we're eating, like I'd eat like everything, like, Oh, we're here for lunch too. So let's just pack it on. And like, you know, there'd be like ice cream and it was, it was insane. It was absolutely oh, okay. insane. Like what used to go down at that international buffet. It was it, a lot. It changed though. It closed down. It's like new owners now. Yeah. I don't know what, it, I, well, I don't think it was, maybe because of COVID the last time I was there, I don't think it was open. 
No, I don't. I I haven't been there in honestly probably ten years, but they they changed. It's still a buffet. I mean, it's probably still the same thing. Yeah. The, you know the food, and you think about that too. Like, I, it has to be closed during COVID because how could you be eating? Yeah, it's got to be. There's not a sneeze guard big enough to. No, there wasn't any. There was nothing there anyway. It was the most disgusting thing anyway. People, were, <laughs> you know, picking in and out. It was just free range. You just had no sneeze guard. I don't, I don't, I never went there. I just remember driving by because we'd always go like literally every time I've gone to Long Island my entire yeah. life for like 35 years now, I've gone to the Tri-County. Like we don't need anything. We just go there and let the Tri-County tell us what yeah. we need. You know, you're from Long Island if your engagement ring came from Tri-County. That's oh, the- <laughs> 100%. This necklace, Tri-County. These earrings, Tri-County. Every piece of fine jewelry I own. County. But the thing is, like, we're making fun of it, but it's like, it's got like legit jewelry stores in that, oh, no, that place. Oh no, it's beautiful upstairs. Yeah. Like, like downstairs, we have to describe this for people that don't understand. <laughs> so, the downstairs of the Tri County is like a county fair meets a flea market. Yes, and you can get like you know, uh, I remember if you also, I got my wedding veil there. There's a wedding veil slash like communion like crown situation okay. there. There's um, like a weird pickle stand. My grandma buys her perms there. There's a place that sells like <laughs> knockoff like uh, hair supplies. Everything is dusty. Everything there's like everything's dusty of, in like, that place. Yeah, it's every all single the- thing. There's bottles of like Depp hair gel from like LA Looks. I, like, LA a lot Looks of- was my jam back in the yeah. day. Yeah, it was always like neon green or like pink. I I used to go for the neon green one. That was that was yeah, my LA. That was Looks. a solid one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I actually just, when I last, the last time I was there, I had to buy my, my grandma a perm. My grandma still perms her own hair and really? cuts her own. Yeah. She's amazing. I don't know how she does well, it, they but all, she, they did that then. That was a, that was their thing. She's had the same hair since like 1974. Like nothing has changed. All right. It's well, a, you gotta stick with what works. Yeah, exactly. I think it's I'm doing that. I think I'm not going to change my hair ever again. I think I found Why what would works. You? It's your look. That's what I said. You know, a guy at work today was like, Anthony, what, what kind of uh, pomade do you use? So I said, I use, uh. Viking Revolution. I go, but you're not going to get the same results. I said, don't be, ups- don't be upset. <laughs> it's about 10% pomade and the rest is all me. That's, it's, it. that's it. It really is. Like It's it's pretty not moving, so it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's good. I wish I had that. My hair's always going all over the place. I'm I have to because I, I have thick hair, so if I use like a lesser hold, yeah, it like sticks up places, especially with my sweatshirt on. I, and I hate like if one hair is just sticking out of place, I have to like pull it out or cut it. So <laughs> your desk, like, nope. Yeah, I've done that. Like they're probably seeing the camera. I'm doing this, and like I have my phone set up so I can see the mirror, and I'm doing this at my desk with the cat with the with the uh, with the scissor. If a piece of hair sticks out. Oh my God, you're gonna go home with a bald spot one day. Get crazy. Yeah, well, so it's just one hair that just sticks out. Yeah. That one straggler, that random, that rogue hair. Rogue. Yeah, rogue, the, yeah. the rogue. Hair, I just I just pull it out. Yeah. That's great, Long Island. So you know all the, you know all the places. You know. Uh, yeah, you know, all the, I the, actually was born bike. on Long Island. I was born in Stony Brook, and we lived in Miller Place, but then we moved upstate. I live in the suburbs of, like, I live in Orange County now, so I'm, like, two hours away now. The Orange County Choppers, like that thing? Yeah, that's, like, literally the town I live in. I perform, like, I don't know if I performed. I uh, It's probably not near there. Um, I used to be at, well, no, Saratoga's not near there, is it? Saratoga's, Saratoga's mo- like, two and a half hours Okay, yeah, I used to perform yeah. in Saratoga a lot, and... Uh, yeah. I forget the place. There was, um, it was called Jokers, but it was in like, uh, like an arcade type of place. Oh, Jokers! It's in Chester. Chester, yes, I used yeah, to perform there I all the time. Che- I'm like, I, when I worked, when I was a hairdresser, I worked in Chester, okay. um, and I literally worked like 
okay, so I, we would tell people, okay, you see Joker's, and it's like a couple doors down on the right. Like, we, I worked right over there. Then he, they moved across the street, and it became Jester's. Jester's, yes. And Jester's had a crazy, like, go-kart track and, like, fun well, no, stuff like that. Was, okay, I'm confused. Joker's was across the street, and, like, it was, like, a restaurant. Jo- uh, Jester's was in the go-kart place. Yes, Jester's is in the go-kart place. Yeah. Sure. And then, are you thinking of Hacienda, the Mexican restaurant? Did you ever play there? No, I never played the Mexican. No, no, okay. There was a restaurant that moved across the street. That's this was like an American <laughs> Grill or something like that. Um, yeah. And it was always fun. I used to, I always liked performing upstate New York, uh, yeah. especially that area. Yeah, it's nice over there. So do you like miss being on Long Island or you, you've been up there long No, I never now? really like, I mean, I moved when we were really little, when I was really little. So like, okay. I just would go all the time because my, all my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my grandma, like everybody lived on Long Island. So like family parties, like everything. I was there like, at least once a month for like okay. a weekend. You know what I mean? So just Very spend cool. time there. I had that built bar sweatshirt for you. Whenever you come back to Long I have to give you yours. That small. was hysterical. How crazy is that? Everybody, every guy got a small. Really? Every guy I know got a small. That's hysterical. I got a two XL. I was like, what? what I'm not really this? reading the, uh, their ambassadors. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> not at all. Not at I don't all. know if they're mad at me that I did. I posted that video, but I don't care. I thought it was ridiculous that I opened up a thing and I got two boxes. You did? I got two. Yeah, my cousin, my other, my cousin wants. So I'm like, oh, you can have this one. I'll give you the there other you one. So you got two smalls. I got two smalls. I could, if I sewed them together, it still wouldn't fit. I was listen. I appreciate that they yeah. thought like you know a small Grateful. would fit. It was a gesture. It was a nice gesture. Very nice gesture. It's the first time that anybody's willingly sent me a small anything. <laughs> so I'll take it in that aspect of it. Like, but it's just. Maybe not. They're just rooting you on. They're just like, come on, Anthony, keep going. Yeah, keep you have going. This sweatshirt to look forward to. This pink sweatshirt. It's yours. Well, like you my, bro- my one of the t shirts my brother gave me for Christmas is like he calls it like a goal shirt. Like you'll get to it. You know, it doesn't fit. Yeah. It, it fits, but it's very tight. And he goes, but it, yeah. you know, next year you'll be able to. Fit. It's a Mandalorian one. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, definitely next year I'll be able to. Uh, and my cousin actually just wrote, yes, I do. I need it for work. She actually, she's watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, that's like, that's to me, that's like a goal thing. Like, okay. Six months, I'll be in this shirt, but like a small, yeah. like I don't think I, I was ever a small. No. Even when I, when I, you know, when I was a kid, I, I was not, I never right. wore a small. I was always like wearing my dad's clothes as a kid. Right. But even like for any grown, I feel like there's like men that are very, very like petite men that would wear a small, but a small, even a men's small is like pretty small. Yeah. They like, probably like, they're probably like, they listen to like Dashboard Confessional. Yeah, like, for sure. Know. Deaf emo vibe. I, I do, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have the, the sweatshirt vibe of it. Is yeah. not. Like, <laughs> not you. Oh, so you know what I always wanted to ask you, like you, you kind of answered it in the beginning. Um, you said you were on WW forever. Forever. I thought this was like the first time you joined. No, no, no. no. So my best friend, when I was like 14, um, I was never like, like very overweight, but I was always like, like thicker, if okay. you will. Um, and so when I was like 14, my best friend's mom was a lifetime member of WW. And so she would go every week to her meetings. And so Kayla is my, was my best friend in high school. And so her mom would take us with her and we were like, well, we'll do Weight Watchers. We want to lose a little bit of weight. And so she lived on my street. So we would go for walks like every day we would go for a walk and we had like, uh, this road that we would walk to and come back. And then on Fridays we would go to her mom's way in with her and we would do our way in. And then we would, it was like a ritual. We would go away in, we would, 
go to there was like a store called Mandy's back in the day and so I remember that store. Buy, yeah remember Mandy's yes. so we'd go and buy a new pair of pants if we like if we were down a size we'd go and like reward ourselves with like a pair of pants and then next to that was Joey's Pizza and we'd go and get a slice of pizza at Joey's Pizza because that was like our cheat meal for the week but it was like back in the day I mean the cardboard sliders were a thing back was, then was the pizza place near your WW yeah it was like literally it was a strip mall so there right? was like always WW, there pizza and then Mandy's. It was when, great. When I went as a kid, it was the same thing. It was like WW. It was a pizza place and a yogurt yeah. shop. There's always, always. Now it's, it's the same joke. thing. Yeah. And there's this Starbucks, like right in my, where I go in my meetings, there's, you, you go in there, there's a pizza place. Now it's a, well, you, it was a Stewart's. Now they made, now that, but there's a yogurt shop right there. And there's also a Chinese yeah. food place in the, in, in this, in the center. There's a Starbucks there, a Burger King to the to the right. The next parking lot. Like, all you have to do is make a right, and you're in the you're in the Burger King. Oh, Across the street, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. Ivorone Brothers. Um, there's like a whole strip mall, the Chinese food place. So you're literally you come out of WW. You're just being tested. Yeah, and you look around, and you're just like surround like surrounded by cheat meals. You're like, uh, which way do I go? It's like I don't know where to go. Oh my god. That's crazy. So yeah, I, I thought this was really the first time you did it. Cause, no, no, like I, I've done it so many times. So like I lost weight with that. And I like pretty much maintained that weight loss. Like after I, I didn't really have a ton to lose. I think it maybe lost like 15, 20 pounds or something yeah. like that. Um, and then through high school, I was like pretty much the same weight. And then in, when I was, when I graduated from high school, it was like the thinnest I've ever been. I was like very, very skinny and like, I mean, very skinny. And I, um, always thought I'd be like able to maintain that. I was like, this is just who I am now. I like eat. I was vegan for like four years. Cause okay. that was like, did, you know? And, uh, so I was vegan. So I ate like super clean and super healthy. And that was like, and then I moved to Los Angeles and everything there is like super, it was very easy to eat. Oh, you lived in LA? Yeah. I lived in LA for three and a half years, four years. Wow. So, yeah. It was right on sunset off sunset Boulevard. That's and really it, cool. It was really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I just went there on a whim. I um, packed up everything I owned and like sold all my furniture in my apartment when I was nine, uh, I was 20. And I just drove across the country and moved to Los Angeles. It was crazy. <laughs> well, no, listen, if, yeah, didn't know I wish I did something like that. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing I did on a whim was get engaged. That I mean, that a, was whimmy engagement. <laughs> that was the, that was the most whim I did was actually just get engaged. I, I never yeah. really um, it was never ever like, you know moving out or, or really doing anything like, you know, crazy that, you know, I, I could actually um, say, okay, I did like, you know, yeah, I did something crazy. I moved to Los Angeles or I just, I know I'm like, I'll just get engaged twice. And then, you there know, you go. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no one, no, no one will notice, um, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Right. Uh, that's, that's funny though. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I lived out there, but it was like so easy because there was so many like, I mean, all the food choices there, like restaurants, there was always healthy options. That's like a thing there, you know? So um, I was pretty thin there. And then when I moved home, I moved back to where I live now. And okay. um, I just, I don't know, I guess I started going out and like, you know, going out with friends more and just, you know, you go out and then you go out for you know, junk afterwards and like all that kind of stuff. And so it just kind of like, and I guess I was getting older. So just my metabolism slowed down and I couldn't eat the way I had been, you know, eating and, uh, I put it on and then I, uh, had my oldest son. I I was pretty heavy when I got pregnant with my oldest son. Um, I was over 200 pounds when I got pregnant with him. And then I gained probably 50 ish pounds with, with that pregnancy. And then, um, about six or seven months after I had him, I went back on WW and I lost the weight again. 
And I lost about 50 pounds in between my first son and my second son that I had. So, um, but when I got pregnant with Nick, I gained 85 pounds. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I, being pregnant with me doesn't, it doesn't agree with me. I like, <laughs> like, I just I'm like, oh, well, it's a free most people do gain weight when they get pregnant. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of or anything no, like no, that. You're... It is what it is. But I also, that year was hard. I lost my dad and yeah. like, it was just a lot. So I just was like kind of eating my feelings and everything. But once I had Nick, I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like I knew I could do it. I had done it before multiple times. And, um, and I had lost weight again. Actually, I missed a, I missed a, I've lost and gained like so much, like, Oh, same it's here. My, yeah. uh, it's like a yo-yo diet or extreme version of that. So like, I, um, I think before I had James, I had lost about 70 pounds and then I ended up gaining it back before I got pregnant with him. And then again, I lost it and then I gained it back. So this was the last time. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. This time I'm going to maintain, I'm going to find a goal week that's attainable that I can stick with. And that's what I've ha- I've done. Like I hit lifetime in 2019 and right before or Christmas, I made lifetime like day before Christmas or something. I hit lifetime last year and I've maintained it for a year. That's and amazing. I feel, yeah. I feel comfortable in this weight. And I feel like I'm eating before I was always like doing WW, but eating all the diet food. You know what I mean? Like I was like yes. eating like, you know, rice and chicken and there's a place for that. And that's totally great. But like for me, I'm an all or nothing person. So I had to be able to figure out how I could feel like I'm not on a diet, but be eating things. And I think I had to realize that it's not about eating diet food. It's about portion control and finding the things that you like and cutting corners where you can. Like for me, like I don't like fake ranch dressing. I just don't like it. I don't love oh, you want the real thing. I want the real thing. So I'd rather like save the points somewhere else, cut corners somewhere else, and then use real ranch dressing, that kind of a thing. And it took a long time to get there because yeah. I would be like eating Bolt House Ranch. Like, I hate this. What am I doing? Like, you know. I, I got know. I got into the habit of like just eating the real thing from my dad mm-hmm. because like, you know, growing up, my mother, you know, in the 80s and 90s, everybody bought fat free, low fat, oh, you I- know, is the whole crazy thing. So we always just got into the habit of buying low fat peanut butter. Yeah. And one day my dad was just like, you know, reading the label of it. And he's like, and he looked at the regular peanut butter and he's like, well, there's so much more chemicals in this one. Why not just, yeah. so yeah, maybe it, the regular is a little, you know, a little more points or yeah. whatever, but like it's less chemicals and less things in it. And so it's actually yeah. healthier for you. And sometimes the flavor is stronger in like a real, like ranch dressing to me has like a better flavor where you can yeah. use a little bit less and it could be almost similar in points to like using two tables. You could use one tablespoon of regular ranch or two tablespoons of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's about the same point. So, um, well, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And ranch dressing is in the uncle cheese at Finn's deli. Just saying, by the way, Oh, it's the best. What's better than ranch dressing. I mean, really, I'm not like crazy about it. My, my, my brother made a sandwich with two things that I'm not crazy about. And he named it after no, me and named it after you. Like I it's hand carved Turkey, which I love cheddar yeah. cheese, which is like my favorite. And, but then mm-hmm. there's avocado. I don't like avocado. Really? Yeah. And ranch. Ranch. I, I like ranch, but like that my go-to. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm more of a must, a mayonnaise person than a ranch person. But I do love ranch dressing. Like on a salad, I love ranch. Yeah, on a salad, it's it's definitely good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you know, like I said, like in what I what I like to like follow, like people like you that like have have hit maintenance and stayed there and, mm-hmm. and goal and been at lifetime is, you know, how you could stay there. Like it's without like, yeah. it's a crazy balance because you're not trying to lose weight anymore. Yeah. And you're not, you don't want to gain weight. So how, how do you find that balance as far as like, you know, you don't want the scale to really move in either direction. Like what what's the mindset with that? 
that's been really hard to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's almost harder because like when you're losing weight, you know, you have the goal, you know Mm -hmm. what you have to do and then it just happens. And then, you know, I've talked about this before. Like you, you get the idea in your head that like you're going to hit goal and then you're done. Like you've done the work. It's like that the goal, it's like, you know, if you're saving up money or something like that, you get to (laughs) saving up a thousand dollars and you got it. That's it. But that's not how it works with this. You have to like keep, it's almost like the work never ends. It's just that the the th- the goal is just different. So instead of looking to lose weight, you're just looking to keep the same weight. And I found that like rather than having one exact number that I have to stick with, I can't say like I'm going to be 155 for the rest of my life or something like that. Like I have to give myself a little bit of a wiggle room because otherwise you drive yourself crazy. You know what I mean? And like just now, the last couple, like last month, it's the holidays. You got all this stuff going on. Absolutely. And like last year, I really wanted to get lifetime, so I really it in and I didn't you know I really followed kept following the plan and stuff like that where this year I kind of like loosened the reins a little bit but I was still I avoided the scale a little bit for a few weeks and then I got on the scale right after Christmas and I was like whoa where like (laughs) years before I would probably have just let it go and been like oh well January's my birthday I'm gonna like keep going you know I'll start after my birthday and then it becomes Valentine's Day and you're like well it's Groundhog Day I'm gonna keep going you know like I would make all the excuses (laughs) in the world and now I'm like no I I have a number in my head now where when I hit that number I have to cut the crap and I got to get back on track and I got to get back down into the range that I feel comfortable with so that to me is like making that top cap of like okay this is my hold on, I'm not going to let this go any further. Number is easier for me than trying to maintain one specific lower number. You know what I mean? Like yeah. having that, giving myself a little bit of wiggle room because you know, there's going to be months where you got, you have a lot going on and maybe you gain five or six pounds, but right. it's nothing that you couldn't just get right back on track and take it off. Yeah. I know? had, I had a crazy two, two, uh, two months and, yeah. um, I didn't know like what was gonna, you know, I, I honestly, for, at some point I didn't know what was really go, going on. And mm-hmm. I actually thought that I was not going to be able to get back on track. Um, really? Yeah. It was just one of, it, I, I knew I would, but like, you know, you had those doubts Yeah. and like, you know, you said like, I looked like I weighed in after Christmas mm-hmm. and that day I waited, I didn't wait in the center. I waited at home. And when I stepped on the scale, it was like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, that oh was the kind my. of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then I went back to the center because my workshop reopened on Monday nights. My regular, I can go to my oh, regular. Yeah. Which is it's, and it, last week sitting there, you know, going up again after going up all that over the holidays and those two months, mm-hmm. just like it brought me like back, kind of like center me again. And I felt like yeah. my routine was coming back. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. So I had a great week this week and, but, and, but it's, it's scary though. Like, you know, cause I plateaued for a year and it's, I wasn't yeah. trying to maintain. Yeah. And so it's, I, that's why I'm always like, you know, I'm thinking like, I'm so far away from my goal anyway. So I'm not like worried about that, but it's just always, I'm always like curious and I love watching people that have hit their goal mm-hmm. and watch how they balance things. And, and I, and you definitely do balance everything. And it's like, you know, it's a, shows the the beauty of ww there's yeah it's not just a diet it's it's a lifestyle change and i see yeah. how you balance that with like you know being a mom i mean that has to be hard being a mom and because i yeah. know when i watch my nephews and my nieces i want to just eat their food like every that sing- five hard. seconds that's like it's difficult because you know and i have two kids that have are like my sons are like skinny malinks so they could like they don't have to you know too, yeah they're 
whatever they want, their kids, you know? And so, um, and they like what they, they like all the little kid food. They like the little packets of Oreos and goldfish and stuff like that. And one thing that I realized that I have to do is I need to buy for them. Like I, this is what I do. I buy pre-portioned packages of stuff. So like, okay. I don't buy a package of Oreos because there is nothing to me that there is nothing that has a shorter lifespan than a package of Oreos I, in my house. So like, that's, I that's ate a package it. in front of my mother one time I was stoned. I came home and I, I, I just poured milk and I opened it up and I was going one after another. And she's looking at me. She like waited till the thing was there. She goes, you had to eat the whole thing. The whole I'm thing. Hungry. Right, right. It's the yeah. milk. There's nothing better than an Oreo. But you know wow. what's not as good? The little Oreos that come in the little packages. There's some, they don't hit the same. They so don't I have the same. T- I know I've had them. They're not the same. They no. don't. There's more. There's not a good ratio of like the filling to the cookie. It's like yep. more cookie than filling. It doesn't do anything for me. So, and there's six points a bag. So I'm like, and I look at what oh, six points worth of Oreos are, and then I'm like disgusted that like how many Oreo, how many points of Oreos have I had in the past? <laughs> exactly. I would much rather have a real Oreo and then have yeah. like, you know, fake ones. Yeah, exactly. So, and then the same thing with goldfish. Goldfish are dangerous because you dole them out to them and then you're like, well, I'm going to have you a handful, you a handful, and I'm going to pop a handful and I'm not going to think about it. And then you buy the mini packs and you see that there's like seven goldfish in a package and it's like four That's points. It? And you're like- Oh my God. Like, what have I done? Like, yeah. Cheez-Its too. Cheez-Its are dangerous. Like there, there's only, I swear to God, there's like seven <laughs> Cheez-Its in a, in a bag and it's like four points. I feel like it's at a point per Cheez-It. It's crazy. It is. It's one point per Cheez-It. I used yeah. to, when like, you know, when I wasn't on anything back then, my mother would get like, it was, it came like a carton, like that big yeah. carton of goldfish. My mother would get like from ah. Price Club. Yeah. I used to take a solo cup and just dip it into the thing. Why wouldn't you? And of course. That wasn't just one. I would fill it up like three times while I'm watching the game or whatever. And the thing about right. seven is like four points. Oh, exactly. It's insane. So that to me is how I work that because they're going to have to have their, they're going to have the snacks that they want. Yeah. I'm not going to say I can't have them in the house because that's not fair. I got to figure out a way to make it work. And so that works for me because, you know, and I always take one, like if I give them goldfish, I'll take like one and I joke that I'm like, I'm taste testing it, making sure it's not poisoned. <laughs> and then that's it. And then I hand them the bag because I don't want to eat any more than that because there's not that many in the bag, you yeah. know? So it, that helps me a lot. And then same thing with like, for them, my kids are almost three and almost five. So they're like really picky eaters. They eat like, you know, chicken nuggets and like four other things. And so for me, it's easy. And I'm, you know, I'm single. So I just, it's just me and the kids. So I just make myself whatever I want to eat. And then I make them like kid dinners. You know what I mean? Like, do you meal make, prep like for the week or you just make it as like you're making no, their I dinner? Make it as I don't like okay. reheated food. I'm like really weird about like, I don't like leftovers. So especially like reheated meat, I'm like real weird about okay. it. So for me, I always have frozen stuff though. Like I'll get like frozen chicken patties or frozen chicken breasts. So I can just take one out defrost it for the day and then make something from that. So that helps me a lot, but it's like, that's how I portion things out. And like, you know, anything, it's easier to track things when it has a barcode. So yes, it's, like, it's, it's a know? big help. And I, you know what, yeah. I've leaned on that more now than I ever have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm also counting calories. Right. So right. I double track. I use WW my fitness pal Right. And I was always like OCD with like trusting the tr- the thing. I'm like, you know what? Just it's you're not blindly doing something. You're still tracking. It's like, and I yeah. like gotta tell myself that. Um, but like, you know, the whole thing. See, I was just interested how you did things as far as like with the kids and everything. My mom, she used to meal prep on Sundays yeah. for like everybody because yeah. she also she worked and she went to school. Yeah, like the first yeah. time, like, um. My brother, he wasn't. She'll tell like my, my brother was un- emotionally unavailable, but they were still like hanging yeah. out. She had like slept all, we didn't know about her, but we knew about her, um, yeah. my sister-in-law. 
And yeah. they, they went to a Halloween party, and the next morning, like, they, she woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and she's like, I, I, I got to go. She's like, he's like, all right, I'll take you home. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's like, well, oh, shit, my car's not here. He's like, oh, I'll call my sister. And she went out, and my mother was frying eggplant at 5 in the morning. And, and oh, my God. So she comes back, and she goes, Mike, why is your mother frying eggplant at 5 in the morning? She's like, well, it's Sunday. And she does. She gets up she early. And she would cook all the meals for the week. So, like, right. even, like, when she was doing WW and, like, well, I wasn't, she would make her stuff. She'd make our stuff. And like everything was right. there. But I get that. Some people just don't like reheating food at all. Yeah. And it's like my mom, it's like crazy though. Cause like I come from a family of people who love leftovers. My mom will like purposely like, she will only allow herself to eat half of whatever she gets just yeah. because she hates cooking. So the next day she doesn't want to make dinner. So she's like, she could probably still be hungry, but she's like, I'm saving half. Some well, food does taste eat. better the next day. Some things do like yeah. chili and stuff like that. But, um, but it's like, I, I guess for me, it's like, I could do chili the next day, but I don't want to do chili four days in a row. You know what I mean? Like okay. people that, I get one that. Thing, eat it the whole time. Um, my grandmother will make cooks once a month for herself and then she'll, she'll cook like steak and then she'll portion it into little tiny tinfoil things. And her whole freezer is just loaded with yes. tinfoil. All people goes, love the freezer. I don't freezer. know what I'm eating, Lua. I just grab. <laughs> is it steak? I don't know. Like she just, <laughs> she has no clue. She goes halfway through the meal. I go, I think this is a pork chop. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. My grandmother froze everything. And there's a there's this movie Mother with Albert Brooks. And there's mm-hmm. a scene where like every he's like, you're freezing everything. Yeah. He goes, it was a great invention, but that's why they made it smaller than the rest of the refrigerator. You're not supposed to freeze everything. Everything. Oh, she my God. She's got like four month. things in her refrigerator. Like, it's like a thing of orange juice, an orange, an apple. And, and that, everything's that's frozen. Everything's frozen. Okay, so different. So you just go about it like I'll make as I'm cooking for the kids. You cook for yourself. That's definitely yeah. that's a, that's a you know good way to go about it. Especially if you don't like leftovers, you're not doing the leftover thing. Yeah, I kind of think ahead though. Like I'll think about like what might I yeah. m- want to put together like for the week. So I'll think like okay, well maybe next you know maybe on Thursday I'll make this. Like if I'm making them something and I can use some of the ingredients that I'm you know from what they're having and what I'm making that kind of a thing. So I think about it, but I don't necessarily cook ahead of time. So. I I find it like you know I'm I'm. I really I give moms all the credit as far as like staying on program and doing all this because mm-hmm. you're taking care of not just yourself, yeah, other humans. Like I could barely take care of myself. I'm one person. I barely <laughs> take care of myself and I'm doing this. So I can't imagine like if I had people that depended on me to feed them and do things <laughs> for them like that I right. would have to like then fit this in. And you hear like a lot of people, especially in the workshops, they're overwhelmed. They're They're like, yeah. you know, they're like, Oh, I got my husband, my wife, my kid, whatever, you know, if they're, if they're single parents or they're st- mm-hmm. still married, whatever it is, they, they think they don't have the time. What advice would you give to them as far as like, you know, how to find the time for yourself? You know, I think that one thing that changed my life was that I, I realized that I couldn't, I can't, like I, I've said it before, you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to take care of yourself because you're not worth anything to anyone. If you're like just spread so thin and you're doing everything for everyone else, you're not going to be worth anything. You got to like, you know, uh, for me, I was exhausted. I, I was tired. I was out of shape. It was hard for me to even like walk up the stairs. I weighed 240 pounds on five, five. So like I was, a, I was heavy for my mm-hmm. size and I'm very small framed. So like, uh, I, it was, I was in pain all the time. My hips hurt, my knees hurt. Um, my kids always wanted to like run around and play and I just didn't want to do anything. I wanted to sit on the couch and like be like, Oh yeah, I'll be there in a minute. And then I just sat, sat there. Like, so I realized that like, 
I had to do something if I wanted to be the best mom I could be for them. Mm -hmm. I had to figure it out. Like, so I had to figure out what I was going to do. And so for me, like I found my kids are really little, so they go to bed super early. So they go to bed like seven o'clock. So from like seven until 11 or 12, whatever time I go to bed, I like five hours to figure things out. So I'll grocery shop on the phone. Like I'll, um, figure out, like I said, plan what I think I'm going to have for the week. I'll figure out, you know, um, just stuff like that. Like I, I, I'll, you know, do a workshop or something like that, um, at night, like when they're sleeping and that, that helps me a lot, but also like just, you know, people want to, it's easy to make the excuse, like, oh, I don't have time, but like how it takes two seconds to scan a barcode of something and it's in your tracker and that's it. You know what I mean? So with like technology, it's, it's definitely easier now yeah, than it so was. Cause easier. I remember being in the stores with the slide tr- thing and oh like my slide God. in, yeah, in the book. Remember the freaking phone book you had to yeah. drag around? You're like thumbing through with the Olive Garden trying to find. I would doing. be, yeah, like, hold on. I think I could have something off the tour of Italy. Let me see. Yes. <laughs> I can't do the full tour, but maybe well, like I would a little one, Disclaimer, yeah. I would never be at the Olive Garden. That disgrazi standards. My, oh, my God. One time I took Flo to the Olive Garden. And my grandmother is Italian. Her last her maiden last name is Giswaldi, which she likes to tell people means of Jesus in Italian, which we don't know if it's true or not. But that's what she tells people. So <laughs> she we took her to the Olive Garden one time and we were like, Grant, she was so disappointed in the Olive Garden. She was like, I think she was try, fr- frankly hurt that we brought her to the Olive Garden. Uh, yeah, it's it was terrible. And then we later on, we were like, Grandma, I'm sorry, bro. You the Olive Garden. She goes. It was dead. Like, just dead pan. <laughs> she goes, I ate it all, but it was bad. It was so funny. We but were anyway, one yeah. time with my friends, and, like, just we just went there. We were Tower Records. I remember Tower Records when they were around. They used yeah. to be at Tower Records in Massapequa. And the mm-hmm. Olive Garden was, like, right behind it. So after, like, we waited online for concert tickets, we went and ate there. And we got, like, the Tour of Italy. We're like, I got Tour of Italy. And, like... They didn't have anything that was in the tour. They had all they had was ravioli. So I'm like, I guess I'll get three servings of ravioli, please. Like, can I have that? Like, <laughs> they had nothing for it. Like, I'll get the lasagna. Like, you can pick what you want. Like, I'll get the lasagna, the ravioli, and the chicken parm. They're like, you get what you get, and you don't get a yeah. Like, quarterly. listen, <laughs> there's all the salad and breadsticks you can eat. You, whatever macaroni you get is a blessing. Exactly. <laughs> but no, it's it's crazy. I, I see my brother. My brother's got three kids. Yeah, and they're. Around the same age, they're seven, five, and two, and right. it's uh, I when it's I when I babysit them, mm-hmm. like when I'm alone with them just for a few hours, I come home yeah. I'm like cut me, Mick. Like I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like I got beat up. Like it's like they're. I know it's hard. It's like, but the thing is, is that when it's like you're when they're yours and you have them all the time, it's like it just becomes like you're used to it. So it's like getting you trained. You know what I mean? Like you're conditioned now. At this point, you're like this is just my life. I'm just tired all the time. And you know, whatever. So you just kind of have to say, like, I just had to say to myself, I needed something too. That was just for me. So like my whole life was revolving around everyone else at the time when I was married, I was taking care of my ex, my ex-husband. I was taking care of the kids. I was doing the house. I did everything. So, um, and I didn't do, I didn't have any like activities that I did for myself. I never had time to like, you know, join a softball league or whatever. Like I didn't have anything. So it was like, you know, this is something that I could do. That's just for me. The same thing goes for like making that accountability Instagram page. Like I made that because I wanted something that wasn't about my kids. It wasn't about my family. It was just about me and my experience with I this. I never I knew put about kids... that stuff. Like I, What's I, that? I wish I knew about the accountability pages. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I feel like yeah. I missed out. Well, you have, I mean, your page is like that. Well now, well, my page has always been about whatever I'm doing. So like if it's comedy right. it's comedy, like, but like, yeah. I never made a separate, that's my page from when I first joined Instagram. 
Right. So that's just your page. Yeah. That's so you separated page. it. So I, I only separated it because no one gave a crap about my food. Like I was going on there and like I said, <laughs> like I was talking, yeah, but I mean like I wasn't doing anything else. So I was like, Hey, here's a picture of my kids and my spaghetti that I eat today. Like it was, and my, my friends were just like, yeah, Laura, we don't really care. But <laughs> well, it's the same thing. See, it's funny. You, you guys actually care. And like you guys, you know, you're like, Oh, we, we make that look so good. Yeah, yeah. My comedian friends do not care. And one of them actually wrote a joke about me, about my food and being on right. Weight Watch. It's actually on his album. I'll give him a plug. Brian McKenna. Yeah. It's on. You can go check him out. It's on um, It's on iTunes. Download his album. And the, the joke about like being in, in shape and fitness is, is, is about me. And he mentions me by name and he talks about my Weight Watch and stuff. So. Yeah. I get that because a lot of people actually said like they made this the page because their family didn't care and didn't want to know what they yeah. were like, you know, what they were doing. I also wanted to have a feed like I wanted my feed of people that I was following to be just WW. Okay. So like almost I'd say 97 percent of the people that I follow on Instagram are people that are like WW influencers or people that, you know, build recipes, mm-hmm. you know, chefs that make like, you know, healthy meals and stuff like that. So like when I go on there. It's not like like muddled with anything else. It's just WW. Just WW. So I, yeah, I, I get so a variety a of everything. For finding recipes and stuff yeah. like that. So that's definitely why I did that. But it was like, but I wanted to have something that was just just mine, that whatever. And it ended up being, uh, you know, this thing that's way bigger than I ever even imagined it would ever turn into. It's like great. it blows yeah. my mind. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like I see how fast your page has grown. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. I love, I, yeah, I love watching people like, you know, having success with it and everything. And it's funny cause I see you every week in my workshop, you're hanging in my workshop every week when <laughs> no, I go there. So it's how so crazy weird. is that? Like, you know, you're in like in every workshop. You know, what's funny though, is that like, so, you know, here I am, I'm in a commercial and I have a couple of, a couple commercials yeah. and then I'm in the workshops and then we have COVID happens and everybody has to wear a mask. So no one sees me. I never get like stopped at the grocery store. I've been robbed. When am I ever going to have this experience? Again? It is. It is awesome to be stopped. And, and because I get it with comedy when comedy yeah. was really happening at least once a, a month, I'd be in a store or right. at Starbucks. Like I opened for Jim Brewer years ago um, mm-hmm. at Governor's. And the next day I just went to Starbucks to write. And, you know, and yeah. somebody came up to me was like, you're still here. What? Like I, I was talking about like, oh my God. Like, you live down the road. It's like, you're here. You're here. I'm like, yeah. Like, why are you here? I'm like, I live near here. I come my right yeah. here. Like, but we saw you last night with Jim Brewer. You're not on tour with him? I'm like, no, I open the club. I'm an <laughs> opening, opening act. Like, I don't care right, about right. me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely cool. But, yeah, you are getting robbed from the. Uh, it's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they're coming to your page, that which is a good thing. They are. And that yeah. was cool. That was cool. And I think that's where we're headed as far as, you know, even entertainment wise. Yeah. Um, so you, and you got the commercial too, which is awesome. So how had that happen? They just reach out to you. Or you had yeah, an audition out to me and they said, you know, we really like what you're, you're your page, whatever. And they asked me if I wanted, if I'd be interested in being part of their like campaign or whatever. And then, so I had to audition for it. They didn't just like pick me. I had to submit a video of like me answering all these questions about myself. Um, and they, you know, I guess I was in the running with a bunch of people and then I got like, down to the next level and they were like okay you're you know in the finalist whatever and then 
then they told me that I got it. So it was crazy. And I like couldn't believe that that was, it was wild. And my brother and my sister were in town for something. Um, and we we're all at dinner and it was so cool. Cause I got the email and I got to tell everybody like, Oh my God, I'm going to be at this commercial. Oh, that's great. So that was really, really fun. So yeah. And like, you know, you, you actually, you posted, I think in your story again, like for your birthday, um, mm -hmm. you were actually in times square and you got to see the commercial in times square, which has got to be absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, how do you ever, I will never top that birthday as long as I live. I was in Times Square watching myself on the big billboard yeah. with Oprah in a commercial. Like, where do you go from there besides downhill? It's that, not. <laughs> speaking of Oprah, they asked you to do the tour or anything or anything like that? Or... No, I wasn't part of that. I did go to it. Like, you know, I okay. went to the, the Brooklyn one. That was fun. But I didn't, I wasn't like on stage or anything like that. But it was cool. They did play the commercial at the okay. thing. Though. So you were actually on the commercial, you were there. And yeah. so you're actually Times Square, then you're in the Barclay Center, which is crazy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Do you, um, are you, I'm kind of shocked and that both people are, maybe you are even, that you're not a WW ambassador yet. Yeah, it's weird. It's funny to me. Like, it's a running joke now at this point. Like, yeah. uh, it just, it is what it is. I don't know what the criteria is or maybe because, you know, they do use me for so much promotional stuff. Like, they need to have a certain number of people in the commercials that are, that um, are like regular Joe Schmo, okay. not there's, I don't know, but, um, it doesn't, I'm, it doesn't bother me. Like, I feel like, you know, uh, I don't have to abide by any rules on my page. I don't have to worry about, um, anything like that. I don't have to put the hashtag like, so it is what it is. It's fine. I mean, I, it, it would be lovely and I, yeah. you know, it's I, fine, but I'm not upset about it. I, I feel like I'm very fortunate to be able to do all the things that they asked me to do all the time. And I, I don't, you know, um, yeah, it doesn't bother me either way. Yeah, I've gotten to do a couple of things with them. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> like I did, uh, I did a project with them that never came to fruition, but it was just mm -hmm. cool doing it, being there. And I got to speak at the product meeting, um, which mm -hmm. was really cool. Like, you know, I knew about like something like um, on connect, you couldn't change your name. Like, yeah. And I didn't know that. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know, like they had a social media. Yeah. So it was my ex-girlfriend's name because I, I did WW so many times. I just used her name. Right. Right. So like I had a girl's name on connect and I never thought like, you know, there would ever be a social media. So like when I did the project, I talked, the first thing I said was who's in charge of this. Yeah. Like, and I, I ripped him apart for like 10 minutes. And then, um, he said to me, no, we're working on it. We're working on a lot of cool things. And it's awesome. kind of cool to have my brain picked a couple of times, like, you know, about things. Um, but the same thing, like I, I, for a while I was like, I wanted it and stuff. And, but now if yeah. it's like, if it happens, it happens. I don't yeah. think it's ever going to happen. I've somebody I yeah. know um, knows somebody at corporate, and uh, supposedly I'm not clean cut enough, whatever that means. Right. Um, so, but your hair is so. I mean, it is. I mean, just on that alone, I don't. Maybe I got like too many tattoos. I have like you know, I have comedy stuff out there where like I'm a little more blue. Yeah. If you Google me, it's up there. Um, right. You know, I I on the podcast here, I say what I want. I praise the program when I think it should be praised. And I'm very critical of it sometimes too. Right. And I do that because I feel like I have a responsibility to anybody listening that, you know, I'm not here to sugarcoat anything that it's, right. I want you my experience and the real experience. So like I said, if it happens, it happens, but I definitely, I was shocked that you didn't get it. Like these, especially this last one, they were just like announcing yeah, it I wasn't one at sure a time. Yeah, I was going to the last round and then it didn't. And I was like, well, whatever, you know, what can you do? But, uh, it is, but, but it is cool. And like, they did just do that thing with me. The, um, the video that I just posted, that was kind of fun. That was for like the next, they have I this like that. digital 360. I guess okay. it's like a new membership where you pay a little bit more, but you have access to like coaches, like 24 hours a day or something like that. I'm not really, I don't really actually understand the thing <laughs> completely. <laughs> you don't have to. 
You don't have to understand it to be in it. I mean, but just, yeah, yeah. But they just needed someone to tell their story of success on WW. So that was cool. And I, and I love telling my story because I feel like, um, you know, if someone could hear me say like, listen, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Honestly, like, I mean, I lost a major amount of weight. Mm-hmm. I lost a fifth grader. Okay. So like <laughs> if I can lose a fifth grader anyway, when I have two kids, like at the time, absolutely. Um, my kids were even littler than they are now, obviously. And so, you know, it was tough, but it definitely can be done. And, um, you know, you just got to plug away at it. That's the thing that I finally realized too, because it's like, sometimes you look at that big number that you have to lose and you're like, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. And you say it all the time too, like time will pass regardless. So That's like, my, my it, dad gave me that advice many yeah. times because like he would like, he never came down on me about being overweight, which I appreciate right. because it's, I, you know it when you're overweight, you know, you're over, like, you yeah, know, yeah. you have to lose weight. You're like, Hey, it's like, yeah, got so it. So like, he would <laughs> just say to me like, aunt, like, you know, maybe you should, you know, for your health. And he would always like, preface, like it's, it, it's true. Cause that's what it, it's your, it's your health. And, and, right. and I would be like, I know pop, but like, it's going to, cause and then right away I get so frustrated with like, just thinking like how long it's going to be like, yeah. I'm going to be on this four years in May, you know, right. and I'm not, I'm about halfway to where I want to be. But, right. and he, but he, he's right, though. Four years went by, and I'm at least halfway to where I want to be. Exactly. And you're 200 pounds less than you were before, and that's yeah. incredible. You know what I mean? And like, And if you hadn't, maybe you would have been up. Maybe you would have been higher. If I wouldn't have been here. Honestly, I don't think I would have been right. here at that at right. the way I was going, Um, so which is, is awesome, too. Because, like, you were saying, like, being able to, like, the kids and stuff. Like, I, my nieces and nephews, as they get older, they want to do more with me. They want to play yeah. with, outside. They want to run around. I don't run around as much, but, like, they want to do things. And like when they were babies, I used to just go to my brother's house. I'd sit there mm-hmm. right, and hold the baby. And like, you know, you don't have to be in shape yeah. to hold the baby. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, I'd fall asleep, <laughs> you know, like I, I literally would fall asleep about like seven o'clock and I wake up at like seven 45 and I'd leave at eight. Like that was like my routine going to my brother's house Yeah, where if anybody wants to go on YouTube and uh, type in, Family Guy, Jake and the Fat Man. My brother used to play that for me all the time. It's where he's like sitting there. He's like, ugh. He's like, wasn't that Danish? Look at that cheese. I have a real problem with cheese. Like, you know, and he would say that was me. And um, it's, I was, I hated it then, but I laugh at it now. Right, right. But it's just, it's funny how like, you know, it's right. The the time's going to change. And I think you are an absolute, uh, one of the best role models for, you know, um, for people coming into the program. Because a lot of the members are in your shoes. You know, like in, in my workshop, it's a majority of, of mothers yeah. um, who have gained weight during pregnancy and they're trying to get it off. And, you know, they, they feel like it, they're a, it's an uphill battle, which it is. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like the thing is, is that I feel like there's a lot of guilt associated with taking time out of your mm-hmm. day to do something for yourself. And if I could say anything to anyone, it's that doing something for yourself is not taking away from your kids. It's If anything, it's 100 yeah. percent giving them something you're giving them the gift of you like if you're able to play with them more if you're able to spend more time with them if you're able to uh if you're gonna live longer like that's the thing for me is like i lost you know you know this too we lost our parents at like a really you lost your mom i lost my dad at young age like younger than you should have to my mom was 52 yeah yeah that's awful my dad was in his 70s but still and i was only 31 years old when my dad died my dad had me later in life so i was only Mm -hmm. 31 when my dad died and it was terrible and i just i want to give my kids more time with me and that's the best gift that i could give them and the best thing i could do to make sure that i give them that gift is to take care of myself so like always in the back of my mind is that like i want to give them the gift of time and that's the only thing i could do is by it's sometimes it sucks and sometimes i wish that i didn't have to care so much about what i'm putting in my body and i wish i didn't have to wait 
food and track it. And like, but at the same time, like I have, I have the ability to do that. And I have the ability the resources to, to keep me on track. And that I'm fortunate for that. And I am grateful to WW for being able to be a program that I can stick to and I can yes. still eat things that I like. I don't have to cut out bread or any other food group. I just eat things that I like. And it takes a couple extra minutes out of my day to, you know, sit there and track it. But if that means that I'm giving them that gift of having more time with me, I don't have a problem with that. I, I agree a hundred percent. Have your kids noticed? I know they're young, um, but they notice mm-hmm. that you're, 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 you know, you're smaller, you're, you're different. You know, I think that, you know, because it's like a gradual thing and they were really little when I started. So my one son, when I started was two and the other one was a baby. So okay. a newborn. So like, I think that now it's funny when they see pictures of me though, when I have pictures of me from being heavier, like my face looks a little different and stuff like that. So I'll have to be, I'll be like, who is that? And they'll have to look at it for a second. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like, so it's funny They, you know, uh, but I do, I remember, uh, when I was, I was much heavier and going to like parks and stuff like that with my son and really like being so winded and so like, ugh, and like knowing like, Nope, this time it's going to stick. I know I'm going to stick with it this time because I don't want to be, I want to be able to have more fun with him and, and do more things. So I'm grateful that they're look that like, this is the mom that they know now. And I hope that I can keep this up and this could be the mom that they know forever. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be, I mean, you've definitely shown that, you know, especially going through this past year. I mean, everybody, yeah, one way or another had, a tough time. And yeah, even if like you weren't affected as far as physically by uh, COVID or anything, yeah, just the mental stress of it. I mean, at a certain point it's like, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like I, I need to. No, it's horrible. And like, yeah. think of all the things that I feel like our kids and us, like we've all missed out on so many things. Like, and there are years of our, it's a year of our life that yeah. we're not going to back. Like, I feel bad for like, you know, the kids that are like, my son was his first year in like school full time. And so like, he missed out on all the like fun things. And I missed out like last May, like with my first, like the first time he was in school where it was going to be like a mother's day project that they'd make, like, you know, that kind of thing, like a popsicle stick frame with this picture in it. You know, I wanted all those things, but we all, you know, it sucks that we couldn't have that, but like, um, at least we're moving in the right direction and hopefully it'll get better soon. But this last year was really rough and it was really easy to say, (laughs) screw it. No one's going to see me. You know, like I'm sitting home, everybody's not as active and they're not, they're out of their routine. Like you were used to going to work and not having your refrigerator two feet away from you. Like, you know, and it's, everything changed and a lot of people struggled with their weight during this whole thing. I did good until uh, October. Uh, then I kind of hit the rails, but yeah, I I think working helped me actually, because we, we've been open this whole time. Like I'm deemed an essential employee. Right. Um, like we're, we're a generator company. So we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hospitals have generators, all these places that are, yeah, you have to be. so working. if something goes down, we're there and people right. still want their generators maintained, especially this time. Cause people are at home mm-hmm. on medical yeah, equipment. If you're working from home. You have to make sure you have power if you're going to be yeah, power. Work. And we were only home for like two weeks because, mm-hmm. um, somebody I work with thought they came in contact with COVID. So we shut down mm-hmm. for, we just went home and quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. And that was really the only time we were at home. We were in the office. We've been in the office the whole time. Right. You know, we so take, you got to keep your routine. That probably helped yeah, a lot. It, it absolutely did. Cause those two weeks I was home, I noticed I was eating more. I wasn't right. like going over my points. I just noticed I was grabbing more zero point stuff. Like it was just like, yeah. you know, every time I got up to refill my water, I would grab something out of the, fr- the fridge. I'm like, well, no, that's boredom. not. Yeah, because I'm sitting at home, I'm I'm working at I have TV on, like so I have like mindless things going on, like just like to pass my day, you know. And I'm at work, I usually do have something in the background. Either I listen to music while I'm like invoicing, or mm-hmm. I'll put like Grey's Anatomy reruns on just to you know just yeah, to pass the time. 
Well, it's 19 seasons. I mean, it was 16 seasons. I could just keep going <laughs> forever. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you have to find ways to, um, you know, get your routine back in a, in a crazy time. And like, yeah. you know, we don't know when we're going to go back to complete normalcy again. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that like, I think that for a while there, it was like, well, this is only going to be for how long? Four months, told, five months. First People it was were... two weeks. And I think yeah, everybody exactly. was like, two weeks, let's go crazy for two weeks and we'll come back. And like, you know, right, right. But that just kept going and going. And now it's kind of like, all right, I guess I got to like, you know, shape up my act. But I think a lot of people I've noticed, at least with my page, that there's tons of people that decided like January 1st, that's it. And I mean, yeah. I know that that's a very typical thing, but I feel like it's even more so this year because it's like everybody sees this as like a fresh start. Yeah. Moving absolutely. forward. It's New like there's year, like hope on the horizon. Push this year out of the way. You know, it's funny, I hate, you know, you said, I hate, the, I hate New Year's resolutions and I hate that whole cliche of New Year's. I know I always yeah. did. And it just happened that that was the week that I got back on track. And I said it last week on the podcast. I'm like, I hate that it's this week because it's not the reason <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm like, I wish it was like April 2nd or it was like, right. you know, June 17th or just any other <laughs> day. But like, you know, the first week. But I think there is something to this year that's different than other than this new year that's different than other years. Like you said, it's everybody's just pushing this that year away. And yeah. I don't look at it like I lost a year. I mean, I learned a lot. I experienced a lot. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of great times, you know, I don't look yeah. back at 2020 as a lost year or anything like that because I, I made the yeah. best of it. And mm-hmm. I look at the positives. I got to spend more time with my family, That's um, true. especially on the weekends, because when I had comedy, most weekends there was shows and, you yeah. know, usually from Thursday to Sunday, there was shows. And then even right. so that's now time that I'm with my, my, you know, I get to spend with my family and with the kids and go to their games and stuff like that. So, so true. I look at, you know, I try to look at the positives of things, um, then focus on the negative, obviously, you know, things I lost, like just mentioning comedy. That's one thing that I, I don't really yeah, have right now. Yeah, that was right a big now. thing for you. And I'm sure that was like so hard, you know, I'm glad world. that you can look at the positive my spin of it, world. but it must've been really hard to. You ever see, not- um, escape from Alcatraz with no. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> so there's this guy, doc who paints. Mm-hmm. And he painted a picture of the warden and the warden saw it and took his paints away. Yeah. And he's like, painting's all I have. And that's like me with, com- <laughs> I feel like me with comedy. It's like they're taking it away. I'm like, Cuomo, <laughs> comedy's all I have. Like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, uh, and then he cuts his fingers off in the shop afterwards. But besides the point, I didn't well, go I that crazy. No, I didn't, I didn't go that crazy. No, I just, <laughs> I adapted. I moved, I moved on. Yes. Yes. Good. Um, well, I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. This was absolutely a blast. I hope you'll come on in the future again. Yeah, for sure. This is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you if they're not already uh, following you? So I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Lauren, L-A-U-R-I-N dot May, M-A-E. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's where they can get me. There's no websites or anything else you're doing or no. nothing like that? I'm a one-trick pony. One trick pony on the gram. Well, you know what? Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I wish I just had one thing. I mean, so I, much, I got cameras easy. here and everything going. Yeah, it's yeah, just, you, got whole, you got a whole thing going on. I just want simple. I'm going to, I'm going to go out to simple. I'm just going to do one, one, one thing from now on, but thank That's you great. really seriously. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. No problem. Anytime. Uh, hope you come back on again and definitely uh, check out Lauren on Instagram. Lauren dot may. I just want to thank everybody who tuned in to episode 155 of the WW Row podcast. As always, the podcast is available at www.podcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And please do not forget to five-star rate and review. 
I love reading the reviews. I love showing them on social media. That's right. I brag about it on social media. Everybody check it out on my Instagram at ComicAnthonyD. The podcast is available at Podcast. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. You can also go to iTunes and download this song, as well as check out my best friend Nick's band, Demon Scar. He wrote this song, Something to Believe. He's got new songs coming out every week. He just put a song out he did with a couple other bands. He did a cover of Unity by Operation Ivy. Definitely go check it out on iTunes. Or you can go to demonscar.bandcamp.com. Only one place to go, Long Island, for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and get yourself an Uncle Cheese. It's the best sandwich out there. There will be a bonus episode this Wednesday of the WWO Podcast. To get that episode and the rest of the bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Become a member and, and get the bonus episodes. I'm, I'm there. I'll be talking about my week, my weigh-in. Not the results, but the weigh-in itself. So definitely go check that out. Once again, thank you so much to everybody who joined us on Instagram Live and Facebook and everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 155, and I will talk to you later.